Hello, and welcome back to Locked and Binging with me, Drea. I'm, I'm actually recording my first video, live video of my podcast, and I want to tell you, it's very awkward. Very awkward. I don't like, I don't like it. I'm not feeling it. This week, I actually read a quote that said, life is like photography. You use the negatives to develop. There has been a lot of negativity in my life in these past few weeks. So much so that I have almost made a lot of changes in my life for no reason because I'm extra like that. So all I can say is don't let people have control of your life. Live every day like it's your last. You want to cheat on your diet? Cheat on your diet. You want to take a vacation? Do it. You want to go to a fancy restaurant? do it because life's not meant for you to work and pay bills and die this week's episode is going to be about the book slash movie where the crawdads sing so i've noticed that like doing my podcast i'm like i'm getting into the flow of it it's it's hard for the most part because sometimes I don't have somebody to bounce my ideas off of. So it's hard for me to just sit here and talk to myself and be with my thoughts. I know that I said that I was going to read the book. I wasn't going to watch the movie until I read the book. And I did not. I flew through the book. And the book was fantastic. Now, the movie, however, it was rushed. I don't know why it was rushed. But that's how it seemed to me. I've also noticed about myself. So even though my listeners, you can't see it. But like I have a whole script. I know I've said it before. I have a whole script. I cannot follow it for nothing. It is just, it's just here. It's just here as a guide for me to bring myself back. Because I know that I wander off into the abyss. So it's, it's, just, it's just there. Because like I have all these things written down. And I'm just not even, not even there. Anyway, as I was saying, you know, the beginning of the movie and the book, we learn that Chase Andrews died. And as we go through the book, you know, they say, oh, the Marsh girl, she's the one who did it. Town gossip, complete BS. But that's basically how, like, the sheriff honestly even starts to point fingers at her because everyone in the town knows that chase andrews has been going to go see this marsh girl in the marsh because he kind of brags about it like to his friends and stuff but like low-key so how did we get here let's talk about it book is described as a coming of age kind of book but to me it's more of a becoming human kind of book because this girl has to learn everything by herself I mean with help from people around her but it's not it's not like your parents helping you you're like she's really doing everything by herself everyone leaves her by herself at a young age 
First, it's her mom. Her mom is traumatized by the emotional abuse, the physical abuse, all kinds of abuse that's happening. Did I say abuse? Anyway, all kinds of abuse that is happening. Her father is from, you know, the war, whatever. And I guess he's having PTSD. And he just takes it on everybody else because that's what he does. There are going to be spoilers in this episode, so I am sorry. (laughs) She is there at a young age her mom leaves first leaves the kids she just goes into a trance and she just leaves because she can't handle it anymore then as kaya starts growing up a little bit she's still young like just growing up one by one her siblings start to leave and just forget about her like nobody ever asks am i gonna take kaya with me no one ever asked that they're just like huh fend for yourself girl better figure it out march girl like that that's crazy to me because I I wouldn't do that I would not do that to any of my, <laughs> to my family members if I actually cared about you and we're both in the same situation why would I just leave you behind and, and be like <laughs> deuces no so the last one to leave is Jody and I believe that they have like a better connection than everybody else because he stayed the longest and actually knew more about her than everybody else like she honestly gets older and forgets these people because who the fuck are they they're the ones who just left me here when jody finally leaves he tells her basically like little things of how to take care of himself and she adapts to the life of an abusive father and he's not there all the time he goes on these random binges of drinking or betting and she always thinks like i don't know if he's actually gonna come home this time because i mean that's that's a dangerous game to be playing out there especially if you don't have the money that's another thing i don't know how they would live in not paying anything and in the book their house is described as like falling apart basically that's how it's described to me but then when you see the movie it's not that bad her house is actually nice it's a fixer-upper but it's nice and one day her dad just leaves and he goes on like a binge, a binge again and doesn't come back. And that's like the last of it that we hear of him. So we assume he's dead. And we move on because he ain't shit. Kaya going through these times and stuff like that. She didn't have any money. She didn't have anywhere to go. She didn't want to turn to. So there's a man named Jumpin and his wife Mabel. And they own a a gas station for boats and it's like a convenience store too he has like simple things there but not like everything like because sometimes she has to go into town and see the townspeople but yeah so he basically turns to her father figure because she sees him all the time and he helps her out her him and mabel help her out throughout the whole book honestly if they didn't help her bro she she probably died because it's it's unrealistic for her a child to survive that without any type of help at all she actually started making her own money by smoking fish and giving it to jumping and he was like oh i'll find somebody to sell it to him and his wife Mabel was like uh-uh no one about it nobody want to buy it but they work something out so she can get gas and get money and you know live her best life she was supposed to start school because I don't want to say CPS, but I'm just going to say it. CPS was like coming to her house to look for her so she can go to school. 
she went to school one time because people bullied her and and nobody wants to deal with that every day of their life she went there literally just to get something to eat because again she wasn't eating anything because there was nobody to feed her there was no way for her to get any food i just want to point out that the sheriff in this book is such an idiot that you're like how you get this job who hired you but they usually made the the sheriffs like idiots or a racist or whatever the case may be but the whole town the whole town has a racist thing but not against black people not not really but against kaya because she's a feral cat compared to them it's crazy kaya actually before her dad actually leaves he's in the house and he's like drunk i think and she goes on a boat ride because again she don't want to be in the house with that man so she goes on a boat ride and that's his boat she's not probably doing that but she did it anyway because it's a coming of age book she gets lost bumps into jody's friend tate and that is her love interest we all love tate tate is amazing he helps her throughout the years he helps her get home he actually witnessed her father abusing her and helped her and her dad like threatened to kill him like don't come back because i'm gonna kill you if you ever try to come back again basically quite literally and she you know he helped her get back home and everything and they develop a friendship he leaves feathers for her and a tree stump and that's how like they've been like they communicate with their loves and all that stuff they fall in love eventually he's getting older he wants to do other things and so like she doesn't understand because again she hasn't gone to school she doesn't know about really about body development or anything like that so he tries his best not to push her he did a little bit but then stopped himself and he also apologized to her because he's a gentleman he gets older they're dating at this point because she actually like straight up was like am i your am i your girlfriend are you my boyfriend what is this who are we and he's like haha if you want to be <laughs> so they end up dating and eventually he gets older and you know he's leaving high school he has to go to college you know he can't stay in the marsh forever he starts to have these thoughts is she gonna be able to i don't know be out in the world and not think like a fucking animal she's not like that she's more of like first grader type of thing so yeah he eventually is just like i don't know if she's gonna be able to adapt to this and he starts having second thoughts like anybody else would because you want to show off your significant other you don't want them to be just living in the marsh and you have to go visit them and make sure that they're good and all this other, like that's crazy crazy as hell no so he eventually tells her like you know i'm gonna go to college and this and that and she's like yeah you're gonna forget about me and you know how boys are they're always like no i could never do that i wouldn't do that to you and yeah no he he came back but he did not like actually go and visit her because he was having these thoughts and just left it as that he never even broke up with her he was like really a coward and that was it so then she finds her new 
love interest chase andrews who i cannot stand even in the book like he's just he's just ugh. but that's her new love interest So she actually remembers Chase Andrews from when they were younger. She watches him and his friends because she doesn't know how to be involved. Because again, she didn't go to daycare, she didn't go to school, she didn't do any of that. I mean, she had siblings, but it's not the same. She she grew up with them, she had no reason. She had like no anybody else to be around. Chase actually noticed her watching him and decided that, you know, maybe I should just give her a chance. But you know, you know what he was really thinking. By this time, he had like, like literally wooed her because she was heartbroken. So she was like, I'm like not thinking. She was letting him, you know, be around her and stuff like that. He had pushed the issue of sex with her and she was like, ah. like it was like almost and then she like stopped it. Then he wanted to go no he had to go to this trip so he asked her to go with him so that of course he could have sex with her because he just wanted to have sex with her he takes her to a hotel and first of all not even in the book was she like oh my god i could see fireworks it was amazing it was this it was that no this man lasted for five seconds in the movie and i guarantee he lasted for two two in the book because it, it went from like that she doesn't even know how she really feels about Chase honestly she doesn't think that she's in love with him because it doesn't feel the same as with Tate because he doesn't really care about her so they start you know doing that on a regular basis and she finds a shell and makes him a shell necklace which is also a reason why she is looked at as a subject of interest because I don't remember if they know that she gave him the necklace but that's the only thing that's missing off of him when he is found dead so that is like number one number two they find red fibers which match a hat which we find out that the hat actually belonged to Tate so this whole time you're reading this you're thinking oh my god Tate killed him because he knows that this man tried to rape her i actually thought it was jumping but i was like man he's too old to be sitting there doing that like that that would be insane but at the end of the day that's basically his daughter so i mean it's not it's not too far off you know but chase really led kaya down a bad path because she was so like happy with Tate and stuff like that and when Tate finally came back and said to her oh you know I got something to tell you about Chase and she was like who the fuck are you to come over here tell me about Chase when in fact you sir just left never told me what happened thought you were dead nothing he also tried like he taught her how to read and write and stuff like that so she actually started to make these books and he encouraged her to send them to somebody so she could actually get money coming in. Girl was getting mad money that she was able to remodel her whole house. Number one. Chase didn't do nothing like that for her. But she was just like, oh, that's my fling. That's basically how it, I, how I looked at it. She looked at it as like, this is, my, this is my jump off. That's it. I'm fine with him. It's okay. Everything good with him. She was making 
like a lot of money and you know I don't know Chase is just he is just disgusting he kind of is like what is that man's name from Gatsby Gatsby that Buchanan guy ooh he's like him rich and privileged thinks that he deserves everything anything under the sun and that just that's not the case not the case at all baby not the case at all Kaya started to not trust anyone though after Tate she was just like I'm fucking done I'm not I'm not trusting anybody I'm tired of everybody coming my life and just leaving me I'm done I'm over it everyone in town has been against Kaya from the very beginning they did not like her family they did not like her they thought that they were like dirty and all the other stuff and then man at the same time they live in like the middle of nowhere in the marsh so maybe they don't want to be bothered but what really is the case is that their father lied he had money and i guess like it was lost because i think that his family had like a plantation or something and and then obviously that idea that it was not popular anymore so they lost their home they had to sell everything so he became poor it happened and he married this girl promised her all these things and he didn't have that so like he catfished her and yeah that's what happened so that's how they ended up there and she ended up having all these damn kids she's fucking psycho for that because i wouldn't be doing all that chase honestly she was using him as a you know backup plan because she missed tate and tate was amazing and chase is not but when tate comes back and tells her that chase is actually you know not who she thinks he is we find out Otar, she finds out from the newspaper because she's so excited to celebrate i think that was his birthday or something she's excited to celebrate something with him and she's going into town she's at the store and blah 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 at the store getting her stuff she runs into him and he has his arm around some other girl so she's like the wheels they're going they're going in her head and she's like what the fuck is what is bullshit what, what is this so then after all that she goes and she sees in the uh, newspaper that he is engaged and she's like are you fucking kidding me i'm so tired of these people I'm tired of them and what's most disrespectful the girl he was engaged to if he's sitting there wearing a necklace like that and he just never takes it off wouldn't you question that why didn't she question that because like you hear all these rumors there always has to be like a truth to them some way somehow there's truth to them so i don't understand why the fuck she didn't ask any of these questions Okay, so if you've gotten this far because you've obviously watched the movie or read the book I or you didn't and you're still just listening these are where the real spoilers come in so I would like to click off like out so if you've watched the movie and you've read the book you know after you know everything unfolds as the reader and the watcher you're like there is no way that kaya could have possibly possibly killed this man because she went to greenville to you know meet her publisher publicist whatever to meet him so that they could talk about his book because she hadn't met him ever and they were you know emailing not emailing 
um, mailing letters back and forth, back and forth, because she never wanted to leave her house because people were fucking mean to her all the time. So she just, no. So as a reader and a watcher, you're just like, oh my God, there's no way. Why are they blaming this on her? Ha ha ha. Little do we know. Miss Kaya is something else. The girl is primal. Chase actually tried to rape Kaya and Kaya didn't like that. She did tell him, she screamed at him, if he ever tried to touch her again, that she was going to kill him. And that's the thing that was crazy is that everybody had bits and pieces of the story, but not the whole thing. She made sure when she got on that bus to go to Greenville, people saw. She made sure they saw and she was dressed nicely, appropriately to get on the bus. She left. And then they saw her arrive back. So Chase had been killed that night. So it possibly, no. So it just could not be Kaya. She can't be in two places at one time. It just couldn't happen that way. Then somebody had said, and then it was the sheriff who said she could have, you know, dressed like somebody else, got on the bus at night because it was very possible for her to do it in an hour and then go back now what's insane is that you're just like these stories do not make any type of sense stop trying to blame it on her because she is the marsh girl even though she's a human being but i'm trying to blame it on her because literally you think that nobody else wanted to kill this man he literally is a piece of shit everyone knows it like he's a terrible person but let's just blame the marsh girl so she did she had motive to kill him she had all these things to kill him and you know she didn't want to be scared anymore because he did come back to her house because he was looking for her trying to talk to her more like trying to choke her or kill her but so yeah she did get on that bus I'm not too sure how it played out, but she did get on that bus to leave. We learned that she did actually kill him. And the way we find that out is that after she, like decades later, after she like won the trial and everything, decades later, her um, husband, Tate becomes her husband, they... Wait, that doesn't sound right. I don't think he ever became her husband, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they just ended up together. But anyway, Tate, her significant other, he, she was outside in her boat, you know, fine. And he called to her and she didn't answer. So he went out to go check on her and he didn't see her. So he was in her boat and she was dead. Um, He had to look for like a deed and a will and stuff like that. And by the fireplace, there was a little hole in, like, next. And stuff was shoved in there. So he had moved it, opened it to see stuff, to see what was in there so that he can, you know, get ready for all kinds of things. Like, you know, her will, her wishes, the deed of the house, all that stuff. And as I said before, the necklace was missing. So that was the main thing and no one could find it. He realizes that Kaya actually did kill Chase because she wrote a poem about it. The poem says, the poem is called The Firefly. It says, luring him was as easy as flashing valentines. 
but like a lady firefly they hit a secret call to die they yeah a final touch unfinished the last step a trap down down he falls his eyes still holding mine until they see another world i saw them change first a question then an answer finally an end and love itself passing to whatever it was before it began signed ah now ah is like referred through this whole book and we find out that it's actually kaya but overall that was like a big ass shock he also found he like he found the necklace he took the necklace and he like took the thing out they put it in the water just let it go her secrets died with her because you're gonna do with it now you know what i mean but yeah she fucking killed him killed him and like cover her tracks like a goddamn animal it was just such a great ending to the book because and the movie because you really thought this whole time this poor girl could not do that she couldn't she could never do yes she could and she did don't try to rape her what what did you want her to do because no she tried to be nice try to be nice and you didn't want that so I don't know I think that this book slash movie was definitely worth the read slash watch because you're guessing this whole time you're literally like there's no way she could have done this why would they think that she could do this? She's just a girl. Mm-hmm. She's just like, you know, a fair girl. She could never do that. She doesn't want to hurt anybody. She doesn't because like in reality, she doesn't she didn't want to hurt anybody. But she wanted to kill him. And she did. She wanted to do it. And she sure enough fucking did. <laughs> so I definitely will watch it again. I will probably read it again. As of right now, my uh my friend actually has that book, but that was a good ass book. So, yeah, I, uh, I definitely recommend reading it. <laughs> I 10 out of 10 recommend because literally this, it, it just has your mind just guessing the whole time. And there was not like this a bland, boring, like we know all the answers. No, we, she got off trial and we just thought, wow, she went through all that for no reason because she didn't do nothing they found it and she did but yeah like i really enjoyed that book and the movie the book more because the book the book had a lot more things going on in there so we can know more about her but the movie did okay it didn't do the book justice but it did okay so yeah would i watch the movie again of course why not Well, that's this week's episode of Locked in Binging. Don't forget the new episodes come out on Thursdays. Thanks for listening.